the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode 107. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. This week on the Go Gopher Podcast, we're delighted to have University of Minnesota head softball coach Piper Ritter with us. She'll preview the upcoming season, and that upcoming season is approaching quickly. Opening weekend is set for this weekend in San Diego. There are definitely high hopes for this Golden Gopher group, and we're going to take a deep dive into the 2024 Gopher softball season with the head coach. Our Go Gopher Podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North mergers and acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no cost, no obligation business valuation started today. Hey, make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also a big sponsor of our Go Gopher podcast. Life math is complicated, and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available to help in person or virtually. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers. Always glad to have Affinity Plus on board as they are headed toward the polar plunge season. You should keep an eye out on how you can help make a difference for Special Olympics Minnesota with the help of Affinity Plus. We're podcasting episode 106 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to do so. You can also go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from previous weeks. Last week, for example, we had a terrific conversation with Gopher women's gymnastics coach Jenny Hansen and Gopher women's hockey coach Brad Frost. You can go back and still have a listen. This episode, we're talking Golden Gopher softball with head coach Piper Ritter. Episode 107 continues next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utech, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. It's episode 107, the Go Gopher podcast. Mike Grimm with you. And yes, it's that time of year. Softball season is uh, ready to get going. In fact, it's game week as we speak. Uh, we are talking with the head coach, Piper Ritter, who returns to our podcast. And uh, good to see you, coach. Yes, good morning. How are you? How exciting for you here on uh, now game week. Travel coming up here later in the week. You've got games this weekend. Knock on wood if the weather co- cooperates out in California. And um, early Early February is always is kind of that time of year, and I think the general folks just you know out and about sports fans are like softball already, and it's your life, and yes, yep. here we are, right? Well, this year more than ever. I mean, I think we've gotten out um, outside um, on turf, and we haven't gotten out on our dirt yet. But even we've gotten to be outfield. But I mean, we've been out there five times in the last two weeks, so um, it feels like softball. Um, if we get this weather come April, um, we'll be really excited. But yes, we're excited to get going. Our our student athletes are excited to. Not play scrimmages against each other and um, see what they've been preparing for. Yeah, you have been around as a, as a pitcher here, an assistant coach and a head coach. Do you remember uh, getting a chance to get out the, this often in this time of year to be outdoors in practice? No. Um, we probably, you know, 
did it for the outfield, had him run down to see the sky. Um, but the fact that we've been do- we've almost had a couple full, we've been out there the whole time, full practices. Um, I've never. It's no. great, right? Yeah, it is great. I'm yeah. not complaining. <laughs> I mean, almost want to throw together a game. Yes, you know, absolutely. Call, call St. Yes. Thomas yes. or St. Cloud or somebody and say, yes. hey, let's just play, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, what? How can that help? Uh, you know, because that, that is a challenge, right? In January, February, you're in the indoor, which is, is fine. You're throwing, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting mm-hmm. in cages and doing that stuff. But there, there's got to be a benefit to being outdoors. Oh, yes. I mean, just, just for outfield's sake, just to be able to kind of run down balls and see the balls in the sky with the sun, um, you, you need to see that before you go out and play and you know we do have our training trip in January and so that helps us um, but other than that if it's if regular if it's a regular January then we're kind of inside and our first time we get to see it is that practice before or even the game so it helps I can tell you that there's a little bit of vision training with hitting in the indoor um, but we're all we always come out swinging pretty good after yeah. so much in the indoor. Yeah. And um, so you haven't been on on the field, uh, your, your diamond. Dirt, yeah. Um, but you've been. So are you in the outfield there or are you using the outdoor football area? Or yes, what? a little bit of both. Okay. So we have um, used, we've used our outfield. Um, outfield's done quite a bit of stuff out there, outfield only. And then we'll go and use the um, indoor turf uh, footballs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our indoor and it just connects right to it. Um, there's been a couple opportunities where we could use baseball and we could have full field scrimmages because baseball's full turf, but um, just the way our practice lined up and it didn't really work out. So yeah. that was okay. Yeah. How do you like how things have unfolded? I know you get some scrimmages in the fall, which maybe you get a little idea and now, you know, you're, you're into this and ready to start Friday. So yeah. what um, what do you think? How do you like what is happening? I here? love it. We're young. We're young in the circle. Um, you're going to see a lot of growth in the circle. You know, if we can keep doing being the outfield and infield that we are and, you know, keep our bats hot, I think we're going to do I think we're going to do some good things we've we have a tough schedule. Um, I always play it that way, that we're going to th- play the best to be the best and then get into Big Tens, and hopefully we're feeling good and kind of ro- keep rolling with it. Yeah, as you set the schedule, when does that start? And then how do you um, how do you try to navigate through it to, to challenge yourself? Um, and because that, that matters, right? Strength of schedule could yes. be a factor. Yes. Uh, you, know, uh, R, you know, the strength of schedule factors. And do they still, you still use RPI at the um, end of the RPI season? RPI and now KPI. And KPI. KPI been used for basketball quite a bit and I think we're going to see a lot more it's going to be better you know I think RPI is just a little bit more of a it's kind of old school and it doesn't it doesn't count yeah Yeah. it doesn't count for a lot of things like how much you win or if you win at a neutral site versus when you're away um, because all those things matter and so KPI puts a little bit a little bit more into that factor yeah so as you're setting the schedule and you you have mentioned um, that you want to challenge yourself um, how how in detail do you go like okay like this tournament this weekend for example um, do you do you call the organizers and say we would like in or do they call you and invite you and then you say well who's all coming and how does that all work it's a little bit like that Um, we get our Big Ten schedule pretty late that's not always ideal because we want to know who we're playing especially now that the Big Ten's getting big we want to know who we're playing because that's going to matter we didn't get ours we got ours pretty late so we are we're actually ended up playing two Big Ten teams in Mm -hmm. one of our tournaments can't do anything about it yeah. because you know they we, they give our schedule so late and we've kind of already committed to these um, these but you know you call you you kind of talk to them you ask them who's in it you know that type of thing and then you kind of weigh it as you go through and commit um, or get out of a tournament that type of thing this was a little late pickup we we're supposed to be somewhere else um, and then we got into this tournament it was we, it was so late it was it was like in October so it was yeah. later than normal usually you have it set. Um, 
I would say, August. Yeah, gotcha. Um, we're going to preview the season, um, but you brought it up. So while, while I'm thinking about it, I want to ask you about expansion, which obviously doesn't impact you this year. But you think about those four West Coast schools that will be coming in. I also think about a team like UCLA, who's, you know, one of the Blue Bloods. I can't wait for them to come here and try to play in April, right? I mean, they're they're playing in Tucson or yep. Tempe or wherever. It's going to be different. They yeah. do have Utah. They, you know, they had yeah. Utah in the pack, and it's cold in Utah, and I'm sure they've yeah. had to play there. But I just remember it kind of it kind of it kind of reminded me when we um, when the NCAA decided to take the number one seed and bring them up here for regionals when I played, um, and it was sixty. We would yeah. we would take sixty all day long, and Arizona brought their parkas yeah. um, for a May regional. <laughs> so um, it, it's going to be different for them. They they just don't know that a weather affects it, and you have to. Um, you know, I was talking to Kelly I the other day. I'm like, you just have to schedule, and you have to kind of know when you're scheduling it, and and you have to be willing to change change your time, your games. I think we had three games last year that started when they were supposed to start. Yeah. And that is one of the things when uh, now you don't always have a weekend wiped out, mm-hmm. but the schedule can mm-hmm. you might be playing two supposed to be playing two on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. And sometimes it's, well, we're not playing today. Let's play three tomorrow or two and yeah. two or, yeah. you know, it, uh, it kind of yeah. take us through how well, that so, flexibility so has the, to So our preseason games will get in five, five a weekend. So um, those don't necessarily, you know, if, it, if something happens this weekend, we'll, we'll, we're, you know, you want to get as many games as you can and. It might change who you play, when you play, but you'll try to get as many games. And then once Big Ten starts, it's single, single, single. Yeah, it's a three-game. Yeah, it's right? a yeah. three-game series. So, it, you know, if if the weather doesn't look great on Friday, then um, chances are we'll, we'll show up and we'll wait around. And then if we have to call it, we have to call it. And then we'll probably put it on Saturday if that's the best day. Um, knowing the only really tricky one is if Friday or Saturday, Sunday looks like a wash, um, we have to make that decision. Do we do we do we? Put a doubleheader so we don't wash out a game. Do we doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday? Um, knowing that you don't know what happens. And yeah. we've done that multiple times. And then I remember <laughs> waking up to a Saturday and no raid. And I'm like, ah, kind of you, you kick yourself, but, you know, you do what you do. Yeah, you have to protect, the, yeah. try to get the game. And then Sunday usually is that travel day. Yep. So you got to protect um, getting on. Most teams mm-hmm. are flying commercial, right? Yes, so you got to yes. get hit the airport at the right time. So yes. you're on the jet home. Um, so all that factors in. Um, uh, and and from that standpoint, uh, competitively with those four teams, those are some you know pretty good teams. Now USC doesn't have a team, right? Uh, USC does not yeah, have a team. So it's so really it's for softball three, three coming Oregon, in. Yeah. Um, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA. I mean, those are yeah. three of the very good top high twenty-five end. teams. Yeah. yeah. So the league uh, rises, I suppose, a little mm-hmm. in terms of Absolutely. top to bottom, and the challenge is there. But it also can help, right? I think. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it. the the more the, the better your conference is, the better it is, you yeah. know, so it will help. I mean, I know there's logistic traveling and, and people are very worried, but to be honest, we, we always travel. Yeah. It changes nothing for us. So um, I, I doubt, you know, I guess in the middle, once we get hit Big Tens, we don't have a long flight. Usually if we do have a long flight, we'll go to Maryland or Rutgers once every two years. Yeah. Um, We'll probably do a long flight every year, I would imagine, um, now with this, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of how it shapes up. But 
we're still probably going to do three flights, two buses. Yeah. I wonder, too. I mean, that now we're now going way off topic, but that's what a podcast is for. I wonder if there is a possibility at some point that they could do some Big Ten games as a, uh, a pool of games and, and go side. to even to California somewhere uh, out there just because yeah. you're going to have weather and uh, better weather, I yeah. suppose. I mean, they're looking they're looking at a neutral site early on when there's a bunch of Big Ten schools that can't host at home. Um, the, what you run into, baseball's already really doing that. They're, they're going to Major League Baseball spring training places. Mm -hmm. And so they've got these great stadiums already built up. Um, and then the softball field right by its wreck. So yeah. we're going to have to dump some money as a Big Ten conference if we want to yeah. represent this conference and have a good tournament. Absolutely. I think that's it. But we have to we have to build a stadium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then as um, you look at all of that, ultimately, if you have uh, a better conference, more teams hopefully into the tournament, uh, more teams with a chance to uh, to eventually hit the ultimate goal, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so let's get back to this year and uh, the here and the now with uh, with this team. Um, as we have talked uh, almost every time we, we chat about softball, pitching is so big. You mentioned you'll be young. Um, let's start there in the circle and tell us, uh, you know, who uh, – obviously you lose Pees from last yes. year. Um, so how do you fill her shoes and, and how do you like what you see here in the uh, in the preseason portion of yeah, the workouts? Yeah, you know, she, she had about 270 of our innings. So um, you look at that, you lose, look at that and a lot of our wins and our big wins. So how do we replace that? You know, we have J.C. Hambrick and we have Bree Inter. They're both senior transfers. Um, they bring a lot of experience, uh, maybe not quite as many innings last year, but they bring experience. So, we, you know, we know what we have. And then um, who kind of came on strong last year at the end of the season is um, Sid Schwartz. Mm -hmm. So she's a sophomore now. She kind of took a freshman year to kind of figure out, you know, what works for her, what type of pitcher she's going to be. And um, she's been doing great. And then we have three freshmen. Um, we have Cameron Grayson, we have uh, Macy uh, Richardson, and we have Jessa Snippets. And so they're all learning it. You know, they they all have, you know, one or two strengths that we're keeping riding with. And their goal is just to be able to, you know, limit the walks and be able to go in there and get the innings and compete when they can and help their team win. Over the course of time, either as a pitching coach for you or now as a head coach philosophically, do you have a preference? Because I think you've had it, uh, you know, it obviously it depends on the roster and who's yeah. here and what sometimes you ride one pitcher mm -hmm. most of the yeah. year sometimes uh, you have the you know the double-headed situation mm -hmm. do you how did will it be more committee do you think this year or do you think it'll you'll zero in on on a it'll couple mainstays it'll probably be a committee at least for the preseason you know I think what you what you want to find out is you want to find out who are your best starters who could come in relief and you know and kind of going through that you also need to know as a freshman like there are waves they can start out really hot and then it can be like whoa hitters are, are good you know, yeah. that type of thing. And so yeah. there's kind of waves with freshmen and you have to allow them to do that. You know, I think in a perfect world, I'd have a, you know, a handful of one or two um, upperclassmen that could kind of bail out the freshmen if they do get in trouble. And I hope that's the case so they can kind of learn their mistakes with a little yeah. bit of padding um, with pitching depth. So we're working for that this year. But um, I'm excited to see who kind of just gets in there and competes. Yeah. And and um, as you as you look at that in this uh, preseason portion or non-conference, portion of the schedule um, are there times where now you'll want to even maybe if it isn't a decision that ultimately will win this game like on this Friday or next Friday say I just want to see how this player handles this spot 
maybe it's not even this weekend, maybe it's next next weekend, so that later on in the year, or is it yeah, we're going to win mean, a game and yeah, this is it? Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's, I mean, you know, it'd be nice if you had some, you know, if you schedule and you were able to gradually schedule into it, but, you know, we hit the gate, yeah. gates running, and so they're going to, no matter what team we face probably in the next two weeks for sure, mm-hmm. um, they're going to have a stack lineup, and um, so it's going to, some of them are going to probably be put in that, they're going to have to figure it out, and, you know, it, it doesn't mean that they won't, if they fail or if they do great, you know, that doesn't necessarily dictate, you know, who will put in the next time, but it just, it gets their feet wet. So, yeah. um, so that, that's kind of the, the, the scene pitching wise, obviously it's important, um, who is behind the pitchers, uh, fielding and throwing the ball. Uh, how do you like how the defense is looking both infield and outfield? Great. I mean, I, you know, for us, we have a, um, it's all arranged, you know, we have a junior catcher and a senior catcher. So we have depth and catching, which we haven't had in a, in a while. So that's nice. So we'll be able to give them breaks because I think catching a whole season, um, doesn't matter how good of a catcher you are, you know, it, it takes a wear on you at the end and, um, it just, it's hard to catch every game. So we'll have some depth there. Um, we have seniors on the right side and, um, Delaney with first and Sydney, um, Stralo at second. And then we have a sophomore and a junior, um, short and third. And then we kind of have everywhere, um, some young, um, sophomores in the outfield as long around with the seniors. So we have a pretty good defense behind us and so you know it's a good when you have the youth and the pitching so they have a little bit more confidence that the plays are going to be made behind them but I'm excited to see it I think they're excited to get out there and make plays and get excited for their own teammates we've been scrimmaging and you know sometimes there's a great play or a great hit and they they don't know how to cheer they're trying to cheer for their team but they also try to make the person who you know got the hit on them feel okay yeah yeah interesting and then um as a coach um how how much how much practice time is and maybe you break it up in in unique ways and try to uh, you know create some variety but how much emphasis is placed on defense on a on a given practice or a given week uh, in terms of drills or what have you yeah you know I think we 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 spend we hit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's hitting off me, off our grad manager, um, machines, or off our pitchers. And that's one thing that having six pitchers allows us to do is do a lot of sure. live. Um, they're getting really comfortable about hitting live, hitting in different counts, you know, that type of thing. Um, we do do defense. I, mean, I think the most important thing is just to know your coverages, know what happens when the game gets fast, know your cuts. And then um, our live scrimmages kind of puts them in all those situations. So right now we're just kind of feeling good with everything that we've done. But we had a lot of... We've had quite a bit of defensive practice uh, leading up to this, especially when we're out in Florida and we had the dirt in the sky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, and now offensively, obviously yeah. you mentioned you work on hitting a lot. Um, you you had um, pretty good offensive team yeah. last year. I mean, I think was it five players in double digits with home yes. runs? I think if I looked at that right. Um, uh, obviously you lose Den Hartog. Yep. Um, most everybody else is back, and you're adding some pieces. So what do you what do you how do you feel about the offense? I feel good. Um, you know, offense is all about confidence and um, being able to hit in that moment. You know, it doesn't matter if you're you're facing a really good pitcher, or you're facing you know a pitcher that's you know maybe not the top of the country. Um, it's just being able to uh, swing at strikes and take balls and and I. I Someone once told me, um, as a pitcher, this is hard to hear, um, <laughs> but it's the truth. You know, I, I think it, 
you know, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't matter what the pitcher is doing. It's it's the way the hitter feels in the plate. And you know, I, I I would be like, no, it's the pitcher. Sometimes pitchers are just so good, and I don't. They are good, absolutely. But I really do think it's the pitchers or the hitter's mindset and how they approach the ball and their swings at the at pitches and laying off certain pitches and just having that confidence in there. You know, we face teams, and I've seen our team be the same thing. Is they might not be the best hitters but if they are confident like they know they're going to swing and they know they're going to make contact and if they didn't do it this time they're going to do it next time so it's just kind of building that through practices through you know scrimmages through things like that so when they go out there um, it's a game of failure hitting and just being confident that if you don't get it this time you'll get it next time and and, and not letting the the failures stack up yeah handling that's as, yes. as important as anything right yes. just understanding that um, you know the best hitters in the country are going to not make it on base seven out of 10 times roughly, yeah. right? So uh, six out of 10, maybe if you add in a walk here and there or what have you, but um, uh, yeah, you have to handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, as a coach, um, do you try to build that confidence at the same time, then uh, make sure that um, they are handling that part of it if they don't make it on base as often as they want for a stretch of games? It's having perspective, you know, I'll throw to them and sometimes I throw some pretty easy VP and they, you know, they're squaring up every pitch and probably hitting home runs every pitch. And then sometimes I'll spin a little bit and add a couple different pitches. And, you know, it's the perspective of it's not you're not supposed to square up every pitch. Yeah. So just kind of knowing that, you know, it's a hard swing or a hard hit, a hard contact um, off some some pitching is um, is great. Not getting out the same, same way twice is great. You know, kind of learning what quality of bats is and what it means to be successful, even though you might not get the outcome you want. Yeah, um, that's interesting you mentioned that in terms of um, how you uh, maybe Maybe gauge how the hitters are feeling because you always want them to be confident. Yeah. But are there times where it's like, all right, I got to challenge them here, or maybe maybe it's a game where they weren't hitting well, and so you want them to get confident, so you're throwing them yes. meatballs yes. so that they just feel good. Or maybe it's like we need to we need to challenge these guys now, yeah. so I'm gonna throw some different stuff at them. Yeah, I think it, it's the way their swings look. You know, when they're not confident, swings look different. And, um, you know, if they're swinging really confident and it's off of a machine that's throwing stuff that a pitcher can never throw, then great. You know, if they start taking swings that don't look great and we need to go back down to like maybe a BP mode and feeling confident, you can always tell because, you know, your swing should look good. And if it's starting to not look good off of the stuff that, you know, that you should normally get a good swing at, then then we're not where we are in the headspace. Friday is the opener. Um, we're going to preview that a little bit, look ahead to uh, just uh, take a sneak peek at this point at uh, the Big Ten and maybe how uh, the preseason uh, shakedown looks. But first, I want to talk about Affinity Plus. They are our sponsor here on the Go Gopher podcast, your local credit union proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or a proud Gopher alum, you are eligible to join this financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide all over the state. And there's one right here near campus on University in Minneapolis. To learn more and find other ways to connect, here's the webpage, affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They have an award-winning mobile app, so you can download and check that out as well. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. And of course, they do so much for the gopher 
offer programs as well as Special Olympics Minnesota. Those polar plunges are coming up, so check out how uh, you can help uh, in that regard as well. Piper Ritter is with us. It's episode 107. We're talking softball. Um, this weekend it is uh, in San Diego, and then you you play a series of, I guess, they're neutral games, but they're they're away from here yes. for, for a number of weeks. And gosh, you just keep your fingers crossed that um, inevitably, you know, Minnesota attitude, there's going to be a snowstorm in April about the time you're supposed to play a home game. So fingers crossed that that happen. doesn't happen uh, <laughs> after the nice weather where you guys have been able to practice outside. So kind of take us through, you mentioned it's a challenging schedule. So San Diego this weekend with uh, five games, mm-hmm. uh, that includes Stanford's in yes. that group. And who else is in that Kentucky, group? Kentucky, San Diego State, who also made it to a Super Regionals um, and um, why am I drawing a bank? I don't know. I just somebody else good. Yeah, yeah. somebody else is yes, good. Yes. Um, so then, and then, what, what are the rest? Uh, what's the rest of the um, slate? Then we go them? to Clearwater. In Clearwater, we'll play Stanford again. We'll play Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, and LSU. Nice. All right. Yeah. And then, and, and then, then, and then we'll we kind of head it back to stadiums, and so we'll play North Texas, and we'll play Texas A and or Texas Tech, um, New Mexico State, and North Texas, and then we'll go to spring break, and we play at Charlotte, UNC, UNC Charlotte. We have a handful of games there. We'll have one midweek game, and then we'll um, finish spring break at Clemson. Nice. And then we'll come home, and then we do our last final uh, preseason tournament at South Carolina where we'll play South Carolina, and that's where we play two Big Ten teams, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Northwestern, um, and there's another there's another one in there, and then we will um, open up in Maryland gotcha. for the Big Ten. I think your first two series in the conference yes. are on the road. Yes. And then I was looking at the schedule as I was getting ready for this because you, you, you forget um, it is really you, – you're only home like five series, right? Yeah. And one's a one-off, right, with Wisconsin? Am uh, I right? There? So the midweek, so it just depends on how um, you know how your schedule. So our one of our home weekend home schedules for the Big Ten would be Wisconsin. So that means we only have three um, weekends home. Um, whenever we play Wisconsin away, we'll have four weekends home. Gotcha. So that's yeah. just kind of how the Big Ten rotates. Yeah, yeah. So um, you got to take advantage of, yes. of uh, the, the time that you get at home. I, I was uh, encouraged, uh, and and I suppose some fans discouraged. There's there's a wait list, so that's mm-hmm. the good news, right? If you mm-hmm. want to watch, uh, you got to put your name on a wait list. There are, I think, over the course of the season, there'll be some single game ticket opportunities, but um, uh, th- that's got to make you feel great that uh, that there's a wait list right now for yeah, tickets. Yeah, it also just tells us that we need some more stands and there's a wait list for a while then it's time to you know find a way to, yeah. to make some more stadiums yeah so what 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 uh, I'm, I'm sure you've thought about this what would what would a good proposal be where you add stands in the outfield um, on the lines that's one I, I I think there you know I think there's some logistically things that won't necessarily work with that but um we do have down the right field line right we field. have some opportunity to to add some we, we probably need to look into we've always had some stands that um that come up and they they pre-build them and then they take them back down. But um, we might need to look into yeah. some like permanent stuff. Maybe an upper deck. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be great. Yes. Are there any softball places that have an upper yeah. deck? There are. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I know there's some college baseball places that uh, have that as well. So that yeah, there there you go. Just just tell Mark you want uh, yes. you know several million dollars <laughs> to add an upper deck. Upper deck right yeah. off of football's yeah. uh, indoor. And and also I suppose. Um, you know, under the assumption that you guys continue to play really good softball, um, you're hoping to host some 
some NCAA games yes. and the more the merrier yes. there, right? So that yes. seating could become yes. valuable too. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's there's reasons for that for sure. Um, so you've got um, you've got those five home dates. Gophersports.com. You can get added to the wait list. Obviously, you can monitor to see if there are some opportunities to get single game tickets. Students, by the way, um, get an opportunity. They can they got with their gold card. I think they can. Um, I mean, they have to. I think. Get advanced and it's yeah, they have standing to, they, room. I think they have to. I think they have to get there at a certain time. Yeah. But they they can get in free. Yeah, they yeah. can get there free. Um, and uh, I think it's standing room. But heck, that's a, that's a great deal for sure to watch some great softball. Um, I haven't gone into any individual players offensively. We talked about the pitching. Um, so I'll just ask you generally. I'll let you pick. That's always a dangerous thing, I know. But mm-hmm. who are who are the um, uh, you know some of the players that um, if you want to have a big year. Um, these these athletes are gonna uh, you know take you to big things. You know, I think I think some pitchers need to kind of step up. I think it's open to who, whoever is gonna step up and kind of do well. I think we need um, a handful of hitters to do well. I think um, Maddie Elke's been doing great. She's our DP for us. I think Jess Oakland, our shortstop, and then Taylor Kraft, our catcher, um, just need to have yeah. solid seasons. I don't think they need to do anything different than what they've done. But if they can have their solid seasons, I think everyone else will step up. With Taylor, um, uh, she had such a great year last year, and so I'm interested. You mentioned catcher. You have another one mm-hmm. uh, try to, to rotate through. So with the great production you got from her, does that mean, and maybe you don't want to give away any secrets at this point or know for sure the plan on the games where she wouldn't catch, she's just out, or would you tr- try she'll to DP play her a little, little bit of first. first? Okay, Yeah, she'll, so. she'll play a little first. Because um, that's a pretty valuable bat in the yes, order, absolutely. right? absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah, so just uh, by feel, kind of how um, her legs yeah, are? Yeah, and just, you know, I, you know, five games a week in our a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say what's going to happen come Big Ten, but right. we'll definitely, you know, try to make sure that, you know, she doesn't have to catch every single game yeah. like she did last year. And as a pitcher, I think um, one of the underrated aspects is who your receiver is, right? Yeah. I mean, I think people just think it's an easy thing back there, but um, just in talking to pitchers in the past, they either have their favorite catchers or there's even points, I suppose, that as a pitcher sometimes, like, I, I don't feel comfortable throwing this pitch. Uh, you need someone back there yeah, that can handle stuff. Yeah, you have to trust that, that if you fly it or that you throw in the dirt, that they'll be able to stop it. Yeah. You know, sometimes they don't all, they don't all you know, are able to be stoppable pitches, but you want to think if you have it in the zone and even though you miss, you want them to be able to stop it. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten, let's talk about that before yes. we let you go. I know it's a it's a busy week, so we thank you for coming on. Um, and it's obviously early. Nobody's played a game yet. Uh, we can kind of look and see, and, there, you know, there's big-name transfers and um, some programs that have kind of uh, – you know, that maybe haven't traditionally been great that have been, yeah. you know, all of a sudden uh, making a mark. I, th- I mean, this is my impression. Uh, you think of Michigan and Minnesota, especially in the last, you know, decade plus, and Northwestern has been pretty good. And there's been some others. Indiana had a mm-hmm. nice year. Yes. Occasionally, Wisconsin rises yeah. up. Um, Nebraska has the big transfer. Yes. So with all that, um, how do you, how do you uh, look? And I know it's yeah. down the road, but before we know it, we'll be playing yeah. Big Ten games here. You know, I, I do think, you know, anytime you, you know, get a two-time All-American onto your staff um, as a pitcher, you know, that does elevate them quite a bit in the Nebraska, Big Ten. Nebraska, we're Nebraska, talking. Nebraska, yeah. yeah. Um, they were always already pretty good, so, you know, that just makes them a little bit better, and, you know, it, it uh, even makes their other pitchers better, right? And so, in, anytime you get something like that, it allows your hitters to hit with a little, knowing that, you know, someone's going to keep them in the ball game. All kinds of things come into that. So, you know, I can look for them to be in pretty good. I think you can never count out Michigan. You can never count out Michigan. They're always great. They had a little down year last year, but um, I I have a feeling they're going to be pretty good. And then um, 
through the whole Big Ten series, I mean, Indiana was great. Um, Indiana led in a lot of in a lot of ways. They came in second in the Big Ten tournament. Um, they're you know most of their players are returning for them, um, especially their pitching. So I can see them right up there as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to recall that was um, you had a big Indiana series yeah. here, right? Which kind of yeah pushed you guys in the right direction, yeah. right? Not that it wasn't going yeah. in the right direction, yeah. but that really built some You know, I think we, we were kind of, uh, you know, we were playing well. Um, we didn't start off the Big Ten like we wanted to, but um, we were playing well, and we hit them and, you know, hit the, the remainder of our season with Michigan and stuff like that. And we were, even with the Big Ten tournament in Ohio State, um, we, were, we were feeling really good. We were hitting, we were pitching well. You know, you just, you want that to continue. And I think we competed our little butts off in the Big Ten. And then I think once regionals happened and we kind of ran out of that gas and yeah. we need to compete just as hard against those teams um, the rival teams we have in the Big Ten for regionals. Yeah it should be fun that's for sure and again gophersports.com on the wait list. Two last couple of quick things. Changing landscape of college athletics yes. in general right? Daily, hourly yes, there's yes. new news there's court cases there's <laughs> all kinds of different stuff so one how does some of those things impact you? First uh, the transfer portal which you guys have used anyway mm-hmm. over the course of time and then uh, NIL, which we hear about, particularly in you know the high-end revenue sports, football, and and others, but um, I, I you know there are some opportunities I would think for. I think back. Um, Amber Pfizer, if NIL was going, would have made a nice little chunk of dough back in 2019, yeah. I think, yes, right? If, if it was going yeah. at that point. So there's chances for players uh, uh, to, to potentially yes. take advantage. So how how is your program with with Portal and NIL right now? Yeah, I think we're doing a, I think we're doing a great job. I think with the Portal, it's still about getting the right people in the right fit. You know, there's a lot of really good players in there. There's no doubt. There's a lot of people just looking for a change of scenery, thinking the change of scenery is going to change it, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you just have to find the right people that fit with your team and just kind of knowing that's part of it, you know. And then, you know, as far as the NILs, you know, we're we're blessed that we're not in the middle of nowhere and we're in the city and we have lots of opportunity. We have lots of people who want to support women's women athletics mm-hmm. here. And so I think we're in a great spot for that. Yeah. Um, with the portal, PJ's talked about this with football. He's like, when we recruit a high school kid, sometimes you start monitoring a high school kid as a freshman and it's just this long process and there's other schools in. And he's like, it's just like, you know, you're you're, it's a long process of dating, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's speed dating sometimes with uh, with with transfer portal, at least in football. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's similar because all of a sudden a kid enters the portal, seven schools are in on him. You do three or four Zooms. He wants to make a decision. The school needs to know because if this kid doesn't work, they need to get the next linebacker mm-hmm. in line. Is it similar that uh, it, it's, it's it, pretty you want to find the fit, yeah. but how quickly can you find it's the fit? It's pretty quick. You know, I, I can tell you that most of our, especially of recent, most of our transfers have been grad transfers. Um, they're in the part of their life where they know yeah. what they want. Yeah. Um, they know what they want academically and they know what they want, um, you know, just as a program just to finish their last year. So that makes it a little bit of like... They know what's right. They know what fits. They know, you know, what might be a shiny buildings, you know, that type of thing, you know. And then we've gotten a couple, you know, juniors or even sophomores and stuff like that. And they've already been through the process once, at least the females from this instant. And um, they know what they have a little bit of what they're looking for. I'm not saying that they they still might go for the shiny building. They still might go for like, ooh, the bells and whistles and not know what's underneath it. But um, the second time through it, I think they're just a little bit more educated. Um, The NLI money's a big thing the second time through. I think it's a bigger thing than, for us anyways, than the um, 
the the high schoolers. High schoolers, there's probably a handful of them that you know that are going to do really, really well. Everyone else you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. They could be, you know, this great person and, you know, this great athlete and, you know, they, they get this NLI money here and then they don't end up doing great, yeah. you know. So um, the thing about the reason why there's probably as much money as there is in the transfer portal is they have done it. Yeah, you know when 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 people are in the transfer portal, you see their success based on where they were at the yeah, other school. Yeah, they've got a track record of mm-hmm. something that you can that yeah. you can see for sure. Well, cool. Well, it's um it's an exciting time. Um, travel day for you coming up. So we thank you again on this busy week and um, enjoy California. Let's keep the rain away out there. So yes, you guys get in absolutely. some games. Good to see you. Thank you. Go thank Gophers. You. Piper Ritter is our guest. It's episode one oh seven. My thanks to Gopher softball coach Piper Ritter for joining me on this week's Go Gopher podcast. A busy week for her, and I hope you enjoyed hearing about the upcoming season as much as I did. San Diego this weekend for the Gophers, and before you know it, they'll be playing home games on campus under the sunshine soon. Episode 107 is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers. That's affinityplus.org slash go gophers. They have an award-winning mobile app, so check that out as well. And as always, I'd invite you to listen back to past podcasts, and right now, click that subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. We'll talk again next week.